Hi, I'm Aidan. And I'm Cathy, and we're from Christchurch in Downend. Now in these strange and troubling times, people are facing questions maybe they've never thought about before, or maybe similar questions they've thought about, but this is bringing a new perspective. And we're starting an Alpha course on Thursday evenings from the 4th of June at 7.45pm to 9.15. Evenings will include a welcome chat, we'll watch a short video together and chat in small groups, all from the comfort of your own home. Alpha is an opportunity for you to bring your questions about God, faith, Jesus or Christianity and to generally explore the meaning of life from a Christian perspective. It's suitable for anyone, whether they're new to church, never been before, and just have some questions they want to bring, or if you've been coming to church for a while and actually you want to explore the Christian foundations in a bit more thorough detail. To sign up, you can email aiden at christchurchdownend.com or you can find out more uh, on our website, www.christchurchdownend.com. Hopefully see you there. Today's reading is from Acts chapter 1, verses 6 to 14. So when they met together, they asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, It is not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. After he had said this, he was taken up before their very eyes and a cloud hid him from their sight. They were looking intently up into the sky as he was going when suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them. Men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand here looking into the sky? This same Jesus, who has been taken from you into heaven, will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. Then they returned to Jerusalem from the hill called the Mount of Olives, a Sabbath day's walk from the city. When they arrived, they went upstairs to the room where they were staying. Those present were Peter, John, James and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James son of Alphaeus and Simon the Zealot, and Judas son of James. They all joined together constantly in prayer, along with the women and Mary the mother of Jesus and with his brothers. It's the first sermon I did at Christchurch uh, back in July when I joined the church. Uh, when I did that, I asked a simple, but I think quite a profound question. I asked, what is church? And Joe and Sean, they were, that was their first Sunday returning back from sabbatical. And uh, they had all these thoughts floating around their heads. And actually this question of what is church, and maybe it's just some, some things that I said during that sermon, twigged some thoughts in he their head and they went away and they reflected. And actually they came back and they thought this was an important question for us to ask as a church. 
it brought about some clarity for them. And uh, and actually, conversations we then had, that led to us in September uh, last year, starting a, a series that we did about what does it mean to be Christchurch? Or in particular, what does it mean to be Christ's church? That's kind of how the series evolved and how God took it. And we thought about what does it mean to be a church that is passionate about prayer, that is learning to learn, that radically loves those facing poverty, that is a real church family, that lives for the lost, lives simply. And what does it mean to be a church that builds one another up? They were the things we looked at. That's how. That's what we looked at as thinking about what does it mean to be Christ church. So we covered that and, it, and, it, and we did it in quite a lot of detail, I feel. But actually, we, we did say at the time that we wanted to keep thinking that about that question. You know, keep asking, you know, what kind of church is Christ calling us to be? And in my preparation for this service and in, in our reading that we just had from Acts 1, I was kind of reminded again, once again, of this question. We live in a new world, obviously, in a, with a new normal. What kind of church is Christ calling us to be next week? It's Pentecost Sunday and yeah, we'll be celebrating the birth of the church when the Holy Spirit was outpoured on those disciples. But actually Jesus commissioned them before, as he ascended and gave them a commission to do. And, and I found actually there was a couple of things in this passage that brought me back to that question. And I pray that actually as I speak, God would talk to us uh, and guide us as a church into being what the church that he wants us to be during this season, however long it lasts. So, the book of Acts, I'm sure many of us are familiar with it, but for a bit of background, remember that it is written by the, the same person who wrote the Gospel of Luke. It's written by Luke, and it's essentially part two of his Gospel. Part one being the story and, and the kind of uh, the, 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 the life story of Jesus and his, his acts on this earth, and then Acts is, is the story of the disciples after Jesus ascended. And, and, we, and we pick up the story just at this last moment of Jesus walking on earth. And our passage today, as we read, uh, as we had read to us, is that story and, and the disciples' immediate response to Jesus ascending. And there are two things I want to talk about in answer to the question, what type of church is Christ calling us to be? The first one is I want us to talk about prayer and think about prayer. Because what happens when, when Jesus ascends? What do the disciples first do? What's their first response? The disciples, the women and uh, Jesus' family, what do they do? They go together in prayer. They walk back to Jerusalem and they gather. And what it says is that they prayed constantly. They prayed constantly. And my pr proposal is this, is that the church that Jesus is calling to be, us to be in this time of crisis is a church that prays constantly. 1 Thessalonians 5.17, again, written to a church that were in persecution, in crisis. Paul said those words, pray constantly, pray unceasingly, as it says in the Greek. If you struggle to pray, just, you know, there, there, there are many of us who, who find prayer uh, tricky at times. Maybe, like me, you find it tricky to pray on your own. You know, I, I find actually praying on my own sometimes can be quite tricky. Maybe it's just the, the routine of it. Maybe it's getting into the, 
the the kind of discipline of praying on my own. Maybe I just I don't know. I just I I, I feel a bit awkward at times, and I've definitely struggled with with it in the past. Maybe in lockdown that might be even harder for you. Obviously, praying on your own. Then I just want to say, you know, we have to still fight for this. We have to try. We have to pray constantly. Put that effort in to pray. I think it's amazing that I've said this before. I think it's amazing that we did the prayer course at the beginning of the year where we can, where we kind of looked at different ways to pray. And I would encourage you to look up those resources again. Um, and actually there'll be some, I'll talk more about that uh, in a moment. But actually, of course, the disciples in that story in Acts, they weren't on their own. No, they were praying together. They were praying together. And actually, this is something that I find easier and is, of course, something I'm missing at this time. But we have a great opportunity as a church, not just us as Christchurch, but a church around the country and indeed all over the world to pray together this week. It's the Thy Kingdom Come week. Uh, it's an initiative started by the Church of England, but many people have cottoned on to it. And it's a week where we are going to be praying uh, as a church 24 hours a day, all the way through the week. And it starts now, it starts this hour, uh, but there's still a chance to sign up. And Diane is going to talk more about that now. Good morning. Um, isn't it amazing that although we are missing meeting one another in our church building, that by the power of the Holy Spirit, we can be united in prayer. And we'll be praying right through till Pentecost Sunday, the following Sunday, the 31st. Uh, this will be filled with hourly slots and I'd really like to encourage all of you to sign up to an hourly slot or two or, or maybe a daily hourly slot. Now an hour might sound like a long time but feedback from our monthly 24 hours of prayer consistently reveals that you know people just get carried away um, and when you, you, you're consciously present to God in that way, in prayer, for a full hour, the time just flies by. All you need to know about our full week of 24-7 prayer is on our website under latest news. You can see the sign-up sheet there, uh, which is quite straightforward to use. Um, and there's a whole load of resources. Now, if you have any questions um, or if you're struggling to, to be able to sign up, then please don't hesitate to get in contact with either Paul Peterson or myself. But please just get involved. It's so amazing when the church comes together and does something like this, as we unite as one body in prayer to our awesome God. So we are called to be a church of prayer. And we are a church of prayer. Uh, and that's important to know, but it's, let's keep praying. Let's keep praying constantly through this season. And to finish, I want to talk a bit about uh, something else. The other thing that kind of emerges from this passage. Acts 1 verse 8 says this, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all of Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Jesus' departing words uh, at the beginning of Acts are very similar to his kind of departing message in Matthew of the, with the Great Commission, where he says to go and make disciples of all nations. He calls us to take part in his mission. Christ is still calling us, even in this lockdown time, to be, take part in his mission to declare the good news of Jesus 
to everyone we encounter. Now, what that will look like will change, may have changed profoundly. You know, our front lines may have moved. Maybe we're not going to work as often. We're not going, meeting the same people. Our front lines have shifted. Maybe loving our neighbour now literally means loving our actual neighbours and showing love and care to them. But how is God calling you? How is God calling us as a church to be engaged with mission? Maybe we can just invite people to the Alpha course, as we talked about earlier, and and as a chance for people to explore the meaning of life from a Christian's perspective. Maybe people are going to engage with that in a way that they never have done before because of the way the world is. But actually, you know, showing the love and the and the good news of Jesus doesn't just have to be us kind of preaching at people or pointing them to evangelistic courses like Alpha. No, we can take part in God's mission as we show care and the love of Jesus. Go and knock on our neighbours' doors and say hello and just ask again, how are you doing? You know, keep your distance, obviously, but show the love of Jesus by going the extra mile for our neighbours. Why not? It would be great if we were a church at this time that was uh, meeting new front lines. Front lines are places where we encounter non-Christians and, the ch- and we, we think about them as a way of, you know, engaging with uh, God's mission and get, uh, in introducing people to the love of God. So let's be a church that is a church of prayer and a church of mission. But as we, with this, we can always be encouraged that we're not doing this on our own because the begin- beginning of that verse 8 said that you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes. Of course, next week is Pentecost, a great, fantastic celebration of the birth of the church when the disciples who are huddled in that room, and this is a spoiler, I know, they're huddled in that room, the Holy Spirit comes on them with power and they are sent out. They they were huddling before and then they were sent out and they declare the glory of God and, and people's lives are changed and the church was born. When we pray, even if we find it difficult, remember that God is with you. He's with you and he's walking with you and he's there. His Holy Spirit is very present with you. As we share the love of God, as we as we engage in mission, you know, telling our neighbours, maybe not through our words, but just through our actions about the love of God and how much he cares for them. Do you know what? God goes before us and he is with us by his Holy Spirit. And he's the one doing the hard work of salvation. We're just getting involved. God is with us. Amen.